The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, November 11th, 2022, Season 18, Episode number 69. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It is our job today to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Packers. That happens this Sunday. And uh, that will be what we do throughout today's show. Uh, We got some injury updates. We'll talk a little bit about Mike McCarthy and his return to Green Bay. Um, and then we'll get into some questions. We got lots of questions from our fans. We want to hear from you guys. You can send us text messages. I mean, I'm sorry, tweet us uh, during the show if you'd like to do that. You can also call us 888-855-2297. We'll take calls throughout the show uh, if you have some thoughts or some questions for our crew. Let's start first with some injury updates. Uh, Coach McCarthy talked about a few players. Anthony Barr and Jake Ferguson both missed practice yesterday. What are we hearing about them? Ryan? I don't have any update on Ferguson. I don't either. Yeah, the the thing about it, the Ferguson one, I got too late on that one. I was kind of concerned about Zeke and stuff like that. But uh, I'll reach out about the Ferguson one. Maybe I can get that one squared up. That was one that was kind of new to me. It's an illness. Yeah. And it it sounded like from what what was being said that they – think he might be okay but they've got a lot of everybody's you, you know you lost me for a day you know if you guys were probably happy about that but th- that's the thing a lot of people I, getting like the flu that's yeah. the, the thing i think right that's now. what teams some practice squad players yeah uh, the, there's sick. a lot of teams there's teams in the nba i know that i kind of follow and stuff that are dealing with this and, and that's what happens this time of year so mm-hmm. i didn't see it as being a a problem where it was a physical tissue injury or knee or something like that it seemed like to me it was more of a flu thing yeah, but it is but they did know, say he's going to be back. Yeah, they going to be back. Just on, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's kind of that's a good thing. I, I the Zeke thing. I think Jerry, I know on our station on one hundred five three came on and basically was saying that Zeke is going to play, and I was talking to people about that yesterday, and they were just kind of saying it's about the stacking of the days. If you can get him to have keep having days, and the day yesterday was better than the day before, and stuff like that. So, in all, that seemed very very encouraging as far as news on him. Yeah, with him, I I do think you're starting to to kind of figure out, just like they did with James Washington about when to start his window, you know, this is is a whole month that you're dealing with, and and you've got a a really good team coming up here with Minnesota. I think you have a tough game coming up here with Green Bay, but also – then you got Minnesota, then you got the Giants. you got to figure all that out and figure out what the best time to to do that – I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if all that is, is factoring in. They're going to say it doesn't. They're going to say we're only focused on this game, but I, I, I don't know if you can do that. Ironically, I think they have it a little easier this year than they have in past years because usually they've been playing that following game after Thanksgiving. They've been playing that on Thursday night in the last several years. Right. This week it's going to be a Sunday. So they get a little mini-buy there after after Thanksgiving I think that's even more helpful to them just because it does give them that, that extra that extra few days there after Thanksgiving yeah. rather than a seven, and then you get the, the ten days. As I pointed out on Media Mash, 
you know, Clarence Hill was saying that. And I was like, they they've always get the ten days. Yes, but, but you, it's not but you don't all get it. crammed in. The point is, you get it after Thanksgiving rather than waiting another week before you get yeah. that break, right? Right. So yeah, I, I it, it's always it was always. Thursday night on the road after Thanksgiving and then come back in 10 days and play the Giants in the Meadowlands. That's typically the way it has been. So that's obviously not the case. And they got two home games after Thanksgiving this time, too. So you got the 10 days. Both the next two games are at home with no travel. So it is it is a little bit better. You should smash. I mean, like. You would think so. You should. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, who knows what happens there with Saturday? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. That's that's weird. That's a weird situation. Hey, look, hey, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know how much coaching factored into what. And we're talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. I don't know how much factor that the the coach was the problem. So I don't know if changing. Even if he was a great coach, I don't know how much that's going to change things. Right now, I think their biggest problem is the quarterback. So I don't know if that's going to change. He can't play quarterback. So yeah, we True. will see. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about uh, Anthony Barr. He was he did not practice. Are we thinking he's not playing this game? Is I would say he's out. Yeah, I'd say he's probably the guy that's most likely to be out of anybody mm-hmm. on the. Yeah, I would say right. that's the one. It, it it kind of you know they always talk about the, again the trending and it, it wasn't trending the right way for him. Unless something changes today, and but I, I just didn't get the feeling that he was going to be available for you. Yeah, and and it's kind of you know how we always say on here where it always seems seems to work itself out when you're looking at a position of uh, and maybe a surplus of guys and and so far you know you're looking at Damone Clark, Anthony Barr and Sam Williams. And and they play different positions but kind of all, you know, a backup role that's going to factor in somehow and they haven't had all three of them together at the same time. Uh, last week Barr got hurt Clark played a lot. Williams was out. This week, Williams should be back. Clark's going to play, and Barr's out. So they haven't had to kind of deal with it, and, and somebody's going to be a healthy scratch in those three with those three guys. And I'm, I should be putting, you know, Fowler could be in that group as well. Is the expectation that Damone Clark will get his first start? Uh, oh, does he have to start? Let's see. Um, uh, you got Leighton. Who else is a yeah. linebacker? Just depends on uh, Yes, he's going to play. I mean, yeah. you know, technically the starting, you know, McEwen starts games when they yeah, go to yeah. certain. You know how that works. But I mean, yeah, I, I think he'll be he'll be out there. That doesn't mean that he'll start the game. They could start in three wide or whatever. But yeah, he, he'll probably play a lot. Yeah, I think he's going to play quite a bit in this football game. And, and to me, as we break this thing down even further, I think this is going to be about which team can run the ball better. And which team, you know, the Packers are struggling a little bit at linebacker for some injury problems they're having too. Here you are, you know, with Barr. You know, the Clark last week, I, or when he got the opportunity to play, I thought that was really good on him. You know, at first he looked a little lost. No, I mean, I shouldn't say lost. I should say that he was, you know, he was not, he didn't want to make a mistake. You know, you, you know I've seen him play yeah. where he just cuts it loose yeah. and he is a force. I think that. Him going back, getting that that work, getting all that work that he got, the communication between him and Van Der Esch I thought was really good during the game. And it and he kinda got better as things he got better as a player. You know, you take a week off, you kinda catch your breath, you're thinking like Oh man, I didn't think I was ever going to play football again. To now, I'm playing football again, and so th- I think that all bodes very, very well for him to kind of sit down. They get to work with him a little further. I promise you, in that Bears game, he didn't get any practice that week to play. I mean, to play linebacker, he he's probably was doing a lot of scout team stuff and maybe one or two reps. But now that if you know you get a full complement of that, knowing that Barr's probably not going to play, that can only help him going forward in this game. 
Yeah, and if you if you go back and look, you know, of all the the highlights that you can you can have of Micah Parsons, none of them's coming from that Week One game, his rookie year against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like that was not a good game for him. Um, he he looked lost. Might have been the word. Right. He even said it. Um, but he picked it up and he he did all figured right. It out. Yeah. Figured it out. And so th- that's what I'm saying. You know, from that position. Especially with no practice time, yeah. yeah. Well, Do you think part of, go ahead, Amber. I was just gonna say, speaking of, to that point, you look at what Dan Quinn has done overall, and I feel that with even like the young guys, free agents, everybody coming in, he's done such a good job at like communication and just like. Even though it might take a few games, you know, you see someone maybe not be as perfect as they need to be, but compared to when. Um, Oh my God! What's his name? The the previous defensive coordinator, no, uh, Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan. Yeah. Mike Nolan. I mean, going back to yeah. what that looked like, everybody just was all over the place. They didn't know what they were doing. The communication wasn't there. It's so impressive to see these younger players coming in and playing like true professional. I think. And yes, they're not going to be absolutely perfect because they're kind of breaking into the game and all that. But the communication part of it, I think. It's been pretty impressive to me in the short amount of time given to these players, the way that they've been able to come in, plug in players, and play right away. All right, based on, and this is actually a question we got from a fan, Cody Cook, based on what you guys have seen from Damone Clark, or even if you're going back to what he was in college, Mm. what can he add to this defense that maybe they don't have when Anthony Barr's in there? Let me address that because I know him from my days at LSU, mm-hmm. and I've cheerleaded for him. Not just because he's an LSU player, but he is a he's a physical specimen when you watch him play. His ability to cover, his ability to play downhill and tackle. He's a physical player. He's a leader. You know, people gravitate towards him. He's always around the football. He can create turnovers and stuff like that. They stole a guy. They really stole a guy. His, this is a bottom of the first round, top of the second round type of a player if he's completely healthy. You know, he's a guy that could go play on any, any NFL team, you know, because of his his length, his ability to the power he plays with and stuff like that. So with teams taking him off the board, you know, that that did the Cowboys a favor right there. So what you can have is when teams are going to try and run the ball and be physical, and I think it's gonna happen this week. When teams want to run the ball downhill, the toss sweeps, the things like that, you see. He has the ability to play off blocks and make tackles at the point of attack and not get driven back or not get driven off his spot or not knocked into uh, back so now there's a cut made and there's an even bigger play. This guy is a this guy is a he's got he's got excellent vision. He sees the field very, very well, but he's a guy that never comes off the field. He's one of those like the three down linebackers. You don't have to sub him out. In coverage, you don't because he's he understands how to play coverage. He understands where he needs to be, and he's going to do a good job of getting there if he can. He, football is very very important to him. From everything I've talked to people at LSU about, he loves to play the game. He loves to be a part of. It. He loves to be a part of the action. He can give you that guy. You know, you got Micah that can do all these great things. Well, this is a guy that kind of does it over here at, at, on a, at another position. Yeah, it's a linebacker, but yeah, it's still. He can do everything you want a, an outstanding defensive player to do during a game. He's, it, the fact that he's got the speed to run with Justin Fields—I mean, that there was a highlight there in that game that that he he was basically he caught him from the mm-hmm. from the side. I mean, that was that was impressive. But also that player that does that also 
can play in a violent way. Yeah. And he he is not he's not about the BS. He's not. He's a he is a, he is a, you know a guy that has a briefcase. Comes in, he takes his notes. He, he's he's ready to play, yeah. and uh, he's he's got that business like approach. Mm-hmm. Very important to him. How he plays is very important to him. And I mentioned this before. LSU, when he the, the couple of years there after the national championship season, they were really struggling for defensive identity. They were struggling for players that were going to step up and make plays. And on a team that was always struggling to be 500, he was the one guy that you never had to worry about on defense. Everybody else, I mean, you know, the, the corners, the, you know, you were worrying about guys. You never had to worry about number 18 on that field. Mm-hmm. Because you knew that he was going to play hard every single snap, regardless of the, the worried, situation. Who are you worried about this weekend? Are you worried about any of your guys this weekend, LSU guys? I, yeah, I, I mean, I, no, I'm worried about I, – I told you this before. I know you kind of just brushed it off. I've seen my dreams die at Fayetteville before. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've seen him die. I've seen well, – I saw mine die last weekend, too, so there – So, whatever. so Liberty's, not a, did, right? Liberty's not a bad team. <laughs> not a bad team. No, but no. that's but that's not the, a team you thought would beat you, right? Shouldn't lose. Yeah. Should not lose yeah. at home. Today. But that that's you know the SEC is a as we say a strange lady too. Yeah. <laughs> football, football's football. a strange that lady. Is football. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk a little bit. I know that you look at the injury report for the Packers, and it, it is a mash unit yeah. over there. Yeah, one stuck out stuck out to me. One player that has not practiced for them this week, cornerback Eric Stokes. Uh, how I much think does he's that out. Affect, how much does that yeah. affect their yeah. defense if he's not playing? Because you also have Russell Douglas, who's another one of their linebackers who's been limited all week uh, in practice. Yeah, I think the I think the Stokes one is an out, and Douglas is going to have to take his place in this one. And so that to me is a that's a green light right there. Was Douglas the one that had the quote? That he he's the one that said we suck because we suck. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good quote though. It's a good quote. <laughs> no, there's a quote. Yeah, they asked him what's going on, and he's like, we suck because we suck. Yeah, which okay. is a, that's a that's very fair. interesting. It's fair, <laughs> it's but fair. it's it's a little alarming. Kind of tells the story. Yeah, uh, the the thing about the the Packers two days ago when we were broadcasting, then they had that really long list. It looked like a CVS. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you get a, a, <laughs> a list from you know, you get the receipt from CVS, and you wonder yes. what are what are we doing? Yeah, you just killed we two just, trees. Yeah, in the Sequoia. A Sequoia just got For eliminated. One item. Yeah, one item, yeah. I just bought mouthwash here. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, uh, I can't so, imagine what happens if you do a, re- a return. Uh, I, you know, I, I, yeah, it's it's amazing. But yeah, the, it looked like a receipt from CVS there, and you know, but they the first day that they practiced, they do walkthrough. They're a walkthrough team, so when they do the walkthrough thing, that they put everybody on that list. I learned that. I yeah. was kind of like, I was talking to my guys up there. I go, hey, what's up with this man? Your team looks like you know. How do you practice when you're down 17 guys? It's a walkthrough. Oh, okay. So yesterday, I think there were four that were really that were yeah. key to this whole thing. So they all then the next day they all practice. So okay. I, I, but the whole thing with 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 I think Stokes has played well for them, and I and I know that it's hard to say, but you know when you talk about pass defense and stuff, that is one of a little bit of a strength that they have. But I would I would green light this thing on on Douglas. On Rasheel Douglas, I, I to me, you know, I'm staying away from Alexander the much as I can, and I'm very mindful of routes even in his vicinity because what we talked about the other day was him coming off coverages, just naturally saying, "Oh, I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to run a route in front of me while carry another guy deep. I'm just going to jump this route," and so Dak has to be very mindful of that. Just He's- don't throw to an area thinking that. 
that Alexander might not be in that area. He did say that yesterday on, in his uh, press Dak. conference. Dak, he said, that, you know, the thing, one thing about them is they're very good at making it look like man when it's really zone or zone and it's man. They yeah. they kind of can go back and forth with that, and and that's kind of what you're talking about yeah. as a freelancer type guy. Yeah, yeah, somebody that just naturally is a really good football player and reads it. You know, mm-hmm. that's we've seen a little bit from Diggs. Yeah. Diggs will drop off. He, he mm-hmm. kind of feels like, oh, wait, they're carrying me deep to try and get me out of here. But, oh, look at this crosser. Oh, I need to try step forward and make that play. And that's that's what you get a little bit with Alexander. All right. Uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about Mike McCarthy. He was asked earlier this week about his time in Green Bay and his exit from Green Bay and got a little emotional. I want to know how much you guys like that, don't like that. And what is there an advantage maybe that he would have? Have been, having been the coach of Aaron Rodgers specifically for so many years and then going against him. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour comes to AT&T Stadium for two nights on April 1st and 2nd, 2023. Tickets go on sale Friday, November 18th, but you can sign up for the Taylor Swift Ticks pre-sale powered by Verified Fan Today at taylorswift.com slash events. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Life Nest WBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is presented to you by blockchain.com. All right, let's talk about Mike McCarthy. This week, uh, I think it was up. This is completely unrelated. Yeah. I just oh, thought gosh. of it. Thug life. <laughs> no, shut oh up. gosh. No, Where no, are we no. Going? The event just brought me back other things, other events, and I was thinking about WrestleMania and how you told us you were gonna bring some wrestler 
over here, and it never happened. Did I tell him to bring some wrestling over here? Did he not? I don't. He said uh, some, we might do so- something, oh. and then I, I've, we kind of voiced who our guy would be. Oh yeah, and, and Roman Reign, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> we but said it never we might. It never happened. They, yeah, they just like Bad Bunny played out at AT and T. You went to Bad Bunny, didn't? But you? did I meet him? No. So you know we gotta work better on these <laughs> events that we have at AT and T Stadium where we get to do a few more I things. Don't, I don't think they're gonna work it in the contract where you get to meet Bad Bunny. I don't think that gets put in the contract, but you know you, you got never to know. go, you got you to enjoy know. it. Yeah, it was good. Did a little dancing and amazing. everything. Singing. Anyways, back to McCarthy and Green Bay. Thank you. Sorry. Hey, let me ask you guys a question then, real quick. For this game, more important to win, Mike McCarthy or Aaron Rodgers? McCarthy. Aaron Rodgers didn't get spurned. I mean, think about it like yeah. this: when you're when you're in a situation, people where say is, Aaron Rodgers was the reason why Mike McCarthy no longer has yeah, his job. I mean, Mike McCarthy earlier this week when he was asked about it and and he got emotional, <clears throat> what he was talking about was the fact that his family that's where they that's where they were from. Yeah, like, his kids were born there. Yeah. I mean, and so to feel like your family because that that's what it was. They had a sense of family there. To feel like your family basically said you're not good enough, you gotta go. Yeah. That's gotta hurt a little bit. I mean, for me it would. Mm. And so I think it probably matters more for Mike McCarthy to go back and be able to I mean, this doesn't change anything, obviously, but just to be able to show I still got it. I, I think that means yeah. something to him. I and agree. I don't know that it matters as much like that. Yeah, I, I don't because when Aaron Rodgers stops playing for the Packers, I don't think he's gonna live in Green Bay. I don't think he's gonna care who the quarterback is and how much success they're having. I mean, he got fired, was there, he said he was rehabbing his knee injury right next to Lambeau Field as the Packers are winning. They're going to the playoffs and they're they're having success and not Super Bowl success, but they had success. It was like Ah, I see. See, that's why you could, you know, and it all was like justifying of why they let him go, and so he had. And to he's deal listening with that. to all that. His family, family, his all that. kids. That's a lot, man. Yeah, it matters. That's a mental toll, and, and, yeah. it sh- and it showed. I mean, that question was, "What do you like about Green Bay?" And he, yeah. and he, he lost it. And I do like that. Yeah. I mean, that's he's real. He's a real person. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. The last the last guy we had up there, he's a real person too. Like Jason Garrett. Now on the podium, he's not, but he is. I mean, he's he's a real person. I, yeah, I, we're all real person. <laughs> but he. He'll, but I get what you're saying. It's, I made it's him cry one different. time. I said something to him. He started crying. I'm like, did Dang. you hug him? I don't think so. Come but on, Nate. I think it was anytime you're talking to someone. His dad passed, his dad and, passed I, and I talked. Yeah. Him. He was he was at the training table. He was about to get his food. I you know still dealing with COVID. You don't touch people, so I I didn't do that. But but I, my point is is that sometimes it's okay for the I think it's okay for these I guys to, to let their guard down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at me for my answer. I mean, is there anything that Rogers really cares about? Like that's no, wow. no, but but, <laughs> but I'm just saying. But he's, no, he, I get what you're saying. He's that petty. He's that petty though. Double checks. Yeah. Discount double check. No, I, I think cares about that check. About that check. Yeah. I, I could see Aaron Rodgers carrying to the point where it's like, if and there's a lot of people tell you in Green Bay that that he was the reason why Mike McCarthy no longer has a job up there, mm. and to and you know to know that. McCarthy would come back and get the best of him, I think mm. would be something that would bother him. I think it would. You know, his team's playing not very well. We all know that. We all see that. You know, that but this is one of those times yeah. where 
Aaron Rodgers, I just people up there again talking to him, and my experience of working up there for five years, so you, you make a lot of relationships. And there's people up there that are like talking about Aaron Rodgers in a way of like, you know, he doesn't really care about anything. He doesn't care about this, care about that. You know, we can't make him happy. We can't do this, can't do that. You know, maybe it's time to move on kind of a thing. But they, they, they were adamant about, like, they were saying, what a bunch of BS Mike and Aaron, these pleasantries mm. that they're talking about. that wasn't about. the reality? That's not the reality. You know, I mean, you say the right things and things like that, and you mean a lot and this, that, and the other. But deep down inside, I think why Mike got emotional is because of just what you talked about. His life was Green Bay, Wisconsin. Maybe not the Packers, but everything good in his life that he believes in at 59 years old is his family, and that all started in Green Bay. You know, that opportunity, that was his first head coaching job. Mm -hmm. You know, he got that opportunity up there. And, you know, and for a guy to take that away from him, they could say all they want about, oh, a great guy and hug it out and all this stuff like that. There is a real sense of, I'm going to get you, you SOB, for this one. You know? <laughs> They're winning this game. I mean, we're not, I'm not jumping to the they final They are, as in Cowboys? Cowboys, okay. right. of course. Yes, they are winning. Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely, of course. I think this is a game. No, no, go, no go ahead. I'm gonna, I got a point to make what he's saying, but yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you already no, interrupted no, my train no, of thought. No, no, As Americans go, say. Go, go. My train is gone. Go ahead. <laughs> left the station. You left. There's gone. a tour going by, too, though, and this is like this little, small, little baby, as you say, SOB. And I was yeah. just like, do we have speakers yeah. out there? That's not what I was saying, though. Go we ahead. Do. My train departed for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, that's not what it was. What I was going to say is earlier this week, you said something about he's not as good as he once was, and I started laughing because I was thinking, um, you don't probably listen to Toby Keith, I would imagine. Who? Toby Keith. Yeah. There's a song about that, Isn't right? That the Oklahoma fan? Yeah. Okay. And he has a song that says, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And it's not really talking about football. It's talking about other stuff. It's about being but, 50. Yeah. yeah. But basically what it is is like, I, I don't, I'm going to have to be great. All the time, yeah. But I, I can be that great one time. One time. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what you give me one and shot, and that's what he's <laughs> right. talking about. And I, and there's something to that, yeah, for th sure. This is what totally scares me about this game. That everybody that I trust, the evaluators, guys and gals, and everybody, you know, saying, "Oh, Packers have this this issue, that issue," and I'm like, they still got that guy playing quarterback. You know, I've mm -hmm. seen I've seen him rip my heart out before. You know, with the way that he plays, and so that's the thing that bothers every. You know, even when the Packer guys are like, huh, you know, you guys are a better team. You're a better team. You're a better team. You're playing better right now. Your locker room's better. You're, you know, you're not hurt. You know, all this, that, and the other. And you're still sitting there thinking, though, when it's over, if the Packers win, they're going to go, man. I mean, that that was a tough game. You know, that was. <laughs> and I'm going to think, yeah, there's that quarterback again. I just so, feel you know. we've we've had they've had a lot of close games. Cowboys versus Packers. Yeah. They, we have not played them with this kind of defense. I think the amount of pressure you can get from the Cowboys defense can be enough to keep him put as long as your offense is scoring points, enough points. It's yeah. similar to what we saw with the Eagles earlier. You could have won that game had your offense been they kind of stepped it up the a little bit. Hurt the turnovers hurt bad. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the thing. Rodgers have not had to run away from Micah. Rodgers have not had to run away with the amount of force and pressure that this defense does. And the way that he's playing this year, 
I think you can definitely take a lot of advantage and and just make him cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you go home, you know, you talk about this game being like yeah. a lot of emotions involved. I mean, I think you can embarrass him. So how much do you guys think it matters? I know we talk a lot about players that go back to play their old team and they know mm -hmm. that their, their former team. I don't know if I put as much stock in that, but when it's a coach, the coach knows because every player has strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. The coach knows intimately what those strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. How much of an advantage do you think it is the Cowboys have with Mike McCarthy knowing Aaron Rodgers for so many years? I think it absolutely helps. Yeah. I think it, but that that guy, that guy does had he's had a career playing off script. You know, I mean, when it when you feel like, and the, the, the some of the again talking to people up there, the, some of the problems that he has is that this current coach wants him to play underneath center. You know, he wants the play action game. He wants the movements. He wants the motions. You know, that's what, you know, that's that's what the head coach wants. Rodgers is like when he came out, remember a couple of weeks ago he talked about we need to simplify things. We need, simplify things to Aaron Rodgers is getting a shotgun and let me just do what I need to do, you know. Let me throw the ball. Let me throw the screens. Let me throw the underneath shallow crosses. Let me throw the ball down the field. You know, let me manipulate the pocket with a little movement here and there, you know. That's that's the issues that they're having right now in Green Bay. You know that that to me that you know that that there's a real disconnect between the head coach and what the quarterback wants to do at this point in time in his career. So Mike McCarthy could uh, offer a, a suggestion to Dan Quinn about well, hey, think about when you're attacking him. Think about this. Think about that. I wonder how much it really applies to today's football or today's football for the Packers if, in fact, the coach wants to do this and the and the yeah. player wants to do that. Yeah, you true. I, I Probably some tendencies, you know, two-minute offense, he, he likes to do this, I know this, he'll always want first down, he's always going to try to throw a screen. You know, it's just little yeah. things that he's seen because they've been in those huddles. Yeah. I bet you there's some things that haven't changed that much yeah. with what he, Aaron Hard wants count, to do. trap you with 12 men on the field. They have yeah, certain situations like, like that. that yeah. And sometimes it can even be a mind game from the standpoint that the player knows that the coach knows. So he tries to alter some of the things that maybe he thinks the coach knows. Good. And in doing that, he gets away from the things that Good. makes him great. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things I think that can be kind of factored into that yeah. that may be able I, to make a difference. I think she's got the the, the right point, though. He's, he's never faced the Cowboys with Micah Parsons, with throwing it up with Trayvon Diggs, yeah. one of the best receivers on the field, is actually playing cornerback for the Cowboys, you know, and the, and also the Dan Quinn the defense and, and, and get, cool. getting after him that way. So uh, this is this is not something that he's experienced. Even this year, I don't think he's faced – I don't know all the teams they, they face, but I think the Cowboys have one of the best defenses, if not the best. You made a really good point yesterday about how much do you really fear these wide receivers if you're the Cowboys secondary? I don't. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the thing. There's no. It's not like you're playing Hill or Jefferson. You'll get Jefferson next week, but yeah. you're not playing a Brown in Philadelphia. You know, you're you're not playing elite level receivers. You're playing receivers that are good, but you can cover these guys. But the thing that it, that worries me is I think the great equalizer for this offense for the Packers is Aaron Jones. That's the thing that scares me in this game because the one time when you needed to make a play to get off the field against Philadelphia, they ran the ball 10 straight times, and you couldn't answer that. That's the thing that scares me. Are we going to get into a game where all of a sudden it turns into downhill run, inside run, downhill run, downhill run, play action pass to Tunyon, the tight end, downhill run, downhill run? You know, that's, that's where I worry. And then to Ambar's point, okay, can you answer that? 
you know, is it going to be? You know, it used to be with Aaron Rodgers is. You would, you would, you would. They would drive seven nothing. You'd come back three and out. They drive again. It's fourteen and nothing. And now you're down. Now you're down, and your offense is a little bit out of whack. Yeah. They haven't done that as well. But I mean, they drove the ball really well against the Lions on the first drive. He just threw an interception. Yep. They've moved the ball on the Lions. They just threw. They had turnovers along the way. Well, I'll tell you this: you guys have convinced me that Hankins uh, improved the run defense yeah. when he was in there in the last game. You've convinced me today, Brian, that <clears throat> that uh, that Damone Clark is a guy that can be a beast for them. He can. He uh, really in can. The middle and certainly can help the run game. Those things being said, like I don't expect to see what I saw earlier this year. Right. My expectation is they should be better at at run defense at this point in the year, and I don't expect to see that the rest of the season. I don't expect to see a team be able to just line up and say we're just going to run the ball at the Cowboys right. and do it successfully. I think you know the first game of the season, Tampa Bay, they ran the ball pretty well in that game, uh, but most of the time, especially the Eagles, I think, and, and even the Bears, I think that the, the teams that are giving them the most problems running the ball is with the running quarterbacks. Not only do they affect the the yards, but they also with the with the play action. And, and the and the fakes they also affect the uh, the runners as well. The, the Bears runners had success. Eagles obviously did. Even Barkley, and I consider Daniel Jones a running quarterback because yeah. they do RPOs with him. So I I don't think they're going to do that with with Rodgers. Rodgers will run if you if it's if it's there. Right. But he's he's a, he's still mobile like that. But I just think I think that the the run yard, rushing yards are happening when it's the mobile quarterbacks and that whole running game. And it's unfortunate the Cowboys could not get off the field, you know. But yeah. I don't think if they're down by four and and they've got the ball and they've got to get off the field, I don't think it's the same type of offense because they you're not going to be worried about him running. You're going to be worried about the running game, running backs, get them off the field, knock them down. All right, let's take our final break. Come back, get some fan questions. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field: United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? 
Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval restrictions apply this is not a commitment to lend Back to the break Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza powered by Reliant at the Star in Frisco every Friday and Saturday night from November 18th through December 17th the show is free and open to the public visit the stardistrict.com/christmas for more information Welcome back final segment of the Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star it's time for us to get some questions before we get to our predictions let's start first with a question from Brandon Lori his question is how will Tyler Smith perform against someone like Preston Smith He'll be fine. The thing that the thing that Preston Smith that he's a little bit similar to what you have with when you look at Tank and a guy like Golston that's long, has the ability to rush the passer, but all also is a really good run defender. And so what you have to be careful about with him is that when the ball is coming behind you, that if it's those reach blocks, whether it's going to be to the outside off his left shoulder that he has to be ready of don't get flattened out. You, you know, you try and gotta, you've got to get some push there. You've got to get him turned. You've got to get him pinned inside. But where Preston Smith can be hard on you is his ability to extend and keep that outside shoulder free. And when he keeps the outside shoulder free, it makes it hard for the ball to get to the outside of him. Or he's like, you know, it, you know usually when you get guys that get pinned, that ball gets the corner, and now you have a, a you know the back has a, a, an idea where he needs to go with the ball. And Preston does a really good job of extending and then getting rid of and then making plays right there. He can also redirect. So long guy that can redirect, uh, really good run defender and a capable pass blocker. He's going to get a, a guy that's a really a complete defensive end against him. All right, let's go on to the next question. This question has dominated the uh, the headlines this week. Uh, but Joby Ginzer asks. What's the chances, if you guys had to kind of percentage-wise, what's the chances Odell Beckham Jr. ends up signing with the Dallas Cowboys? It's a – you know, I keep going back and forth. I don't want to get extremely overly excited because I go back to, for example, Earl Thomas when that whole conversation – I mean, different situation, different players, different position and all that. But it still – it reminds me of that when – we heard it voiced by people from the organization, like so, somewhat a, an interest there. And then it dragged out. It dragged out. And it never actually happened. So I could definitely see it happening. But at the same time, I could see it not happening and it not working out for the Cowboys. So I'm, 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 I would like to give you an answer here, but I'm just like kind of seeing both sides of That's things. It. Both That's ways. it for me, too. It's 50-50. If I have to give a percentage, I think there's 50% chance that it happens. Uh, mainly because they really want to. I think he really wants to come here, and I think it makes sense and all that. My other 50% is the fact that we've seen this before, and I just can't kind of wrap my head around the fact that Odell Beckham would be playing for the Dallas Cowboys. I just can't. <laughs> I just. I just can't see it. I can't see it happening because it's just that would that would just be surreal. Did you see T.O. playing here before he got here? No. Yeah. No, I didn't. Same and thing, you know, right? same thing. Randy Moss too, though, didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you just he's the guy that caught the pass over Brandon Carr. He's not the guy that's going to end up playing for the Cowboys. That's just, but it's all there. It's all there for the table. I mean, I'm just, I just don't have a good answer. I just think it's it's fifty fifty. Yeah, I, I I I would go a little bit more. I'm going to go in like seventy percent chance there, and I and then I'll say San Francisco with twenty. 
you know, and then maybe the Giants or somebody like that, the Buffalo with 10, you know. But I, I think the Cowboys, this is, I said it yesterday, this is a celebrity receiver is who this is. And they've done a great job, I think, recruiting him. We don't know what they're also doing behind the scenes, you know. This is going to be a matter of the Cowboys being created with a contract. And can they make it to where, okay, for this month that we're going to use you or two months we're going to use you, is it is it you know are we going to get are you are we going to get out of it what we need and then going forward are you going to get what you need out of this so I, I think the desire is there for the parties uh, I just think that there's going to have to be some creativity and I think the doctors are going to have to sign off on this thing you know that could derail this whole thing yeah. the doctors could say listen this knee is it was a good repair but it's he's not ready to play right now. I think there's there's from his standpoint, and now you're talking about from a team standpoint, it's got to work money wise as well. From his standpoint, I think there's five things for him that really matter, and I don't know the order. Money is is was one of them. The contract, the guarantees, and all that stuff. That's that's one. Two, the 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 team. Like, are they ready to win? Can they win? I'm not looking to go and rebuild anywhere. Three, can I play? Am I going to get on the field and play? Four, again, this is not in order. Four, the weather. Five, grass. And I, the Cowboys can't give them all of that. Um, grass being the main Can't one. give them grass. You forgot to add lights, camera, action, headlines. I mean, when you, he, he's the type of player. You talk about a celebrity player. He's that kind of player that likes to be, you know, the yeah. center of attention type Absolutely. of guy to appear on TV, cameras, and, and interviews or say things yeah, like you're, that. And you're right. You get a lot of spotlight being wearing no that doubt. star right there There's on the no doubt. You're right. There's no doubt about that. He, he does. I, I Did it go away when he went to Cleveland, though? I don't think it did. So I think it feels no, like— it didn't really work in Cleveland, though, did it? Well, it didn't work for those other reasons, but yeah, I Yeah, I'm saying, I, but, I but, think, but maybe maybe that's a part of it, too. Like it He was just, right about Baker well, Mayfield. Didn't feel, it didn't fit right. He was right about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, about the problems they had, you know, with throwing the ball and stuff up there with yeah, the quarterback. I mean, Baker Mayfield can't get on the field last night. Yeah. Well, anyway, but the, the, you the, see the yeah the end of the game. No, I did not. Him headbutting his teammates as they are coming off field in their helmets, and he's got on a ball cap. <laughs> he's just so extra. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, he's in the protocol. But now. I, I think I think <laughs> I think yeah, exactly. He's out this week. I think Nick is right about the you know the the order you know, the the demands or whatever you yeah, want to call them. Uh, you know the required yeah. requirements. Yeah. I, I just feel like though to me this is one of those things that that this guy was born to me to play for the Dallas Cowboys. I know he was drafted by the Giants. He played for the. It just fits, right? It's a fit. Yeah. It's a fit, yeah. and you know if they they the fact that even I was interested to see what Ceedee Lamb was going to say yesterday as far as you know because him Michael Gallup was on the NFL Network yesterday mm-hmm. when we were on the radio. These guys were talking very positively, and I think that that just shows you where you're at right now. Ceedee Lamb could be very much like. Man, bro, I'm just trying to get my I'm just trying to get myself squared up to beat the Packers. You know, he he was very confident. Well, that's my boy. That's my guy. You know, I think everybody has taken the approach of this guy could help us win, and I and that's that's with Beckham. That's really what it's about with him. He wants to win. You know, he, he could be he could be this diva appearance and all that, but the bottom line is all he's ever wanted to do is win. And whoever gives him that best opportunity, I think. And the Cowboys do. I think the Cowboys have got a great shot. You just look at where the NFC is right now, the conference. 
You know, they got just the as good a shot. They really got. I yeah. mean, if you want to look at this team holistically, yep. the only area where you look at it and you're like, I just don't know, yeah. is that wide receiver position. Absolutely. All right, let's get some predictions. What do we think is going to happen this Sunday, Cowboys versus Packers? Amber, let's start with you. Hmm. I think the Cowboys definitely win definitely. this game. Yeah. The only thing that I have in my mind that concerns me somewhat is, one, weather. And two, <laughs> yes. And two, um, just penalties. Just and I mentioned it on yesterday's show. Just Brad Allen, it not going official, yeah. their way, the Cowboys' way. That's about it. I think this team has what's necessary to beat a team like the Packers currently are right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not concerned about Aaron Rodgers. I think the defense can handle him, and we'll take care of business down there. Um, or up there. Uh, Cowboys win. I have something like 37, 17. Mm. Pretty. Uh, that seems too wild. Wow. That's, that's pretty wild. Let, let, you know what? Let's bring it down a notch. <laughs> let's, put, let's make it 30, 17. That's still kind of, that's pretty good. But yeah, let's good win. Put it, yeah, 30, 17, Cowboys. Right. I'm going to go. I, I This game does terrify me because even the, Packer people I know are saying that they're not very good, mm. you know, and I, I I hate that. I hate that when you know guys and gals I trust that say, you know, we're just not playing well enough. And you know, at the end of the day, they might be right. They just, this team, I just can't believe this team would lose six games in a row. Mm. Yeah. But I think they are, and I, I think the Cowboys are, are, you know, they're getting their quarterback back. We'll figure out the defensive stuff. I think it's going to be a will of who can stop who from running the ball. I, I just don't think either. I don't think either offense wants to get in a situation where they're having to just throw the ball a ton in this game. I do have a little bit of a higher score for a running game, but I think it might play out this way. I went Dallas twenty six, Packers twenty three. Yeah, I've got a close game as well. I think that Green Bay can can. I think they're going to give everything they have, yeah. everything they have in this one, and, and that's what happens when. You bring the star usually. I mean, that that happens, especially in a game like this. Um, I think the Cowboys are better. I think they're going to, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Some weird things are going to happen, weird plays they usually do. Um, I've got Dallas winning 21 19. All right. And I actually don't think, uh, I think this is going to be a game where the Cowboys are going to get a firm lead on this one. And I don't think this is the kind of team mainly because of the quarterback. I don't think this is the kind of team where, you know, we've seen this in the past where the Cowboys get a lead and the team's like, we're still going to run the ball. You're not going to yeah. get us out of the run. I don't think that'll happen with this team. I think they're going to be like, okay, well, let's start passing. Yeah. And that's when I think this defense will get be able to feast. They haven't been able to feast in a while because most teams just won't do it. I think Green Bay will. I think Green Bay will give them opportunities. And I think this defense is going to feast on that. I think Cowboys end up winning 33-23. Uh, in a game that's pretty comfortable win for the Cowboys, relatively speaking. All right. All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nate Geekman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hook. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,